Bugs, 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 bugs. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby. That's Kayla. And that is Lindsay. And Lindsay, I've got so many things going on over here. My dad is coming home tomorrow. So my dad retired. He's coming home. And we are doing everything in our power to get this house. Like, the thing is, like, the house isn't even that bad. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? Let me throw that away before he gets here because he's going to want to keep that. My my family is a bunch of hoarders. We were yeah. until we grew up and realized we didn't have to be hoarders. Right. <laughs> um, but my dad, he started us on that journey. Um, so we're trying to get rid of all of the crap that he doesn't need before he gets here. So right. uh, that's Otherwise, my it'll life. Just, it'll accumulate it'll even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, you'll try can... to get rid of it. And then he'll be like, no, no, I need it. <laughs> No, we can use that. We right. can use that. Uh, do you remember those cables that you used to plug from your TV into your VHS player or into oh, your yeah. DVD player or whatever? Yeah. The ones with the totally. with the like yellow, red, and white? Yep. Yeah. We, we probably found at least four of those. Shut up. That's and so funny. Yeah, we found like four of those. And so it was one of those things where I'm like, we don't need any of these. But my dad, if he looked at it, he might be like... No, no, no. But you know, uh, let me think about it. And then he would never think about it. And we just right. <laughs> uh, speaking of VHSs, you had such an extensive VHS collection. Do you, did you guys kept that right? Do you or remember you that? Yeah, hell yeah. You had because you had all the Disney uh, movies. Yeah, no, we still have them. <laughs> yeah, good, good. We I'm still glad. have all of them. We would never. You... We still have our VHS player. We still have the VHSs. Like, yeah, good. There's. It's just such a different experience to watch like Peter Pan on VHS, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Instead of Disney Plus or on DVD. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like absolutely. I mean, it, that, that's easy and all, but like, there's just that experience of like watching it on VHS where. It's not exactly the best quality, but like that's it's just so nostalgic. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You see the you see the grainy, it's like slightly grainy quality, but right. it reminds you that it's old, that it's an old movie. And like and um yeah, no, I miss it. I love it. We used to have one of those huge camcorders that you had to like yeah. prop up on your shoulder. Yeah, and like so we had it and I used to like and we had like a big suitcase for it. It was like a suitcase style, like carrying case. Right. And I used to play with it and pretend that I was going to move out and I would pack yeah. it full of my stuffed animals and leave. <laughs> walk and down so, the street. Like, that's, well, I, honestly, I don't even think I would walk down the street. I would go through my backyard to try and leave. Um, and then I was like, and then, and then me with what I assume was uh ADD was like oh hey a butterfly and then just stay there you know right so um yeah that was uh I never made it that far okay so the book that I read this uh this week was The Clockmaker's Daughter by Kate Morton um if you read the back it says 
In the depths of a 19th century winter, a little girl is abandoned in the streets of Victorian London. She grows up to be, in turn, a thief, an artist's muse, and a lover. In the summer of 1862, shortly after her 18th birthday, she travels with a group of painters to Birchwood Manor, a beautiful house on a bend of the Upper Thames. Tensions simmer, and one hot afternoon, a a gunshot rings out. A woman is killed. Another disappears and the truth of what happens slips through the cracks of time. It is not until more than a century later when another young woman discovers a long-forgotten sketch and is drawn to Birchwood Manor that its secrets are finally revealed. This story, it starts off... Here's the thing. When you look at the chapters of this book, which I thought that this was very interesting, when you look at the chapters of the book, the cha- there are... Two chapter ones, two chapter twos, two chapter threes. Like there are multiple of each chapter. But when you see chapter one and it's a Roman numeral, that means that it takes place in the past. And it is from the character in the past. If you see the chapter where it just says chapter three, it takes place in the present. Um, And it generally follows a character named Elodie. Um, which I thought that was a very interesting way of taking it. At the very beginning of the story, it starts with this character that remains a mystery. Um, She's the one who is in the past. It is the one where it's the Roman numeral. She comes up and, and, you know, she, she talks about a character named Edward. Everything she's saying is a little mysterious because they don't really give you any, any context. Then it switches to the summer of 2017, where Elodie, who is the uh, main character in the present, is dealing with her, you know, you know, she's kind of dealing with her job, dealing with her her coming wedding, um, her coming nuptials. Um, And that is when Elodie finds this sketch and she tells she's like, you know what, I remember this. Uh, I for some reason I feel like I've seen this before and it it comes from a story that her mother told her when she was younger Um, and so she feels kind of crazy but she's like hey I need you guys to listen to me this like I recognize this this sounds like such an interesting story and I'm sorry go on but like I so I sorry I guess we should say I have read this book too I read it last year um, yeah. And, and the thing was, by that point, <laughs> when she finds when she finds that sketch in the satchel, when she finds that picture in the satchel, sorry, I just hit my headphones. When she finds the picture in the satchel, when she finds all these things that I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. This I'm like and it happens right at the beginning. It starts like amazingly. It's, it's quick. so quick, but here's yeah. the thing. If you are going to start a book with a bang, it needs to be short and it needs to be sweet. And this book is not It's neither. That. It is neither. <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. I read 100 pages of this book and I couldn't get past. I mean, here's the thing. If I forced myself to, I could read the rest of this book. But the truth was by 100 pages, I felt like I was still reading just like, the like the mediocre happenings of this woman's life that's it like it it was a hundred pages of like truly I didn't even get to the gunshots I didn't get to anything like 
all those things that but at that point you you've by that point you've lost yes. interest because you it's just gone it's gone on too, too long, long and you don't even you don't even get to the the no. meat of the story and a hundred pages is a lot. A hundred pages is about a quarter of this book. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, truly, I'm like, look, it really started so amazingly. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to find out what happens next. So yeah, right. it it had all the makings of a good book, like from the beginning. But the problem was you know, she started with a bang and then it's okay if you let it lag a little bit so that you can, you know, establish characters. But the problem mm -hmm. is then you have to pick it back up. There have to be exciting yeah. parts between those, you know, mm -hmm. between, you know, these, these parts that you put in the back of the book. There have to be, you know, right. I mean, you have these other books like, you know, and, and for lack of a better book, I'm just going to mention after, you know, because the truth is, right. at least with after, they they mentioned some of the stuff on the back of the book. But then right. there were also a lot of other interesting, exciting things that happen within. But right. I didn't get any of that here. And, and so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, personally, when I read it, I felt like, yeah, the beginning is 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 weird and you know you kind of get this mystery and then it, it slows down and then my problem is that from there on it gets really choppy mm -hmm. it changes perspective and there's like 10 different characters that it goes to different perspectives from in the past mm -hmm. and they're all in different time periods so then it's like okay we find out that Elodie's we're listening to Elodie's mom's mom her point of view and then mm -hmm. we're listening to the brother of someone else and then you know all this stuff and they it's never explicit who it is you kind of have to figure it out which sometimes is okay and that makes it kind of the sense of mystery um but when you have that many characters going on it's too confusing it's way too confusing so that that's what i where i felt like i I read it last year and it put me in such a reading rut. It put me in the worst reading rut because I just could not get through it. So I avoided it. Kind of just like what you were saying. It's uh, I just started avoiding it because it just wasn't that great. <laughs> there was a part in the book where, if I remember correctly, I was reading it and I was thinking it was from that first person's perspective where it was like, right where it was like the the past past like 1800s past and i'm reading it and then all of a sudden they said something that was more more futuristic yeah. like it's like okay that's clearly not the 1800s i was like i'm sorry am i confused and the thing was sometimes they didn't get more than one chapter yeah so sometimes it was just one chapter and then like there was this guy who was a photographer i don't know if you've gotten to that you no. probably didn't get to walk, but he was toward the end. He was like a photographer. And so he was staying, but he was like in our time. Cause I think Elodie meets up with him toward the end. So like we kind of lose Elodie throughout the middle of the story, or if we do have her, it's very little. Um, and so I found it very interesting that they did that. But um, do you want me to tell you the yeah. ending? I okay. do. Spoiler alert on the ending so I can't remember the chick's name, but it was the main girl is shot. Uh, no, sorry. Someone is shot. And I think she gets like knocked over 
no, 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 that's not right. Hold on. Sorry. It was confusing. Cause at the very end, basically they, she still wants you to be confused on who was shot, but then this person disappeared and this person died, you know, whatever. So multiple things happened to multiple people. What happened was the, so the main character who was the muse of yeah. the artist mm-hmm. that you don't know name. you basically don't know her name throughout right. you assume she she's, go, you assume she she's one person yeah well you right. assume she's the person that elodie is is talking about because elodie is like oh well there's this one woman but that woman was was with james stratton and then you have this woman francis brown who was engaged to edward uh, Rothschild or whatever, and right. then and then she's like, well, but you know that, but that woman was his was his um uh, his his fiance, and she was his fiance, and she died. But then he wrote this letter saying saying um if I can't have her, I'll go mad. And she was like, was he talking about his fiance? That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, no, this is good. Go with it. Go with it. And then it just. She just lost me, you know? So it's like, so I think that the main character was the woman in the picture. Yes. And I, I, and, and she went by a nickname The her dad or someone had called her a nickname. So we never, little bird, little bird. We never knew her real name. I think until the very end, she tells us not to be confused with big bird. Right. Thank you. Yeah, how <laughs> stupid! Like that's not a creative nickname. Um, little bird, little bird. Um, so at the very end, sh- her little bird, whatever her her name is, she hides in the closet because someone had pulled the gun or someone had come out and basically suffocates and dies in the right? closet. In the closet. Well, not the closet. There was like two secret rooms or whatever, and no one knew how to get in. And apparently she like had pounded on the door or whatever, but like everyone in a state of like someone had gotten shot and everybody was all all over. Oh, actually, I think it was the fiance that got shot. Francis Brown. I- Francis Brown, I think. I can't remember. But um, basically, in the confusion, everyone kind of forgot about her and weren't questioning where she was until a few days later. She suffocated and died. (laughs) I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at death. Keep going. So suffocated and died, but then mummified and and was there until 2017 when Elodie and the guy, like, open it up and find her all mummified and i'm like that doesn't make any sense because it was hot you don't mummify in the heat like that it just the logistics of it all made zero sense also the person who had showed her these rooms would have checked them when looking for her earlier yeah you know so there was basically it just made no fucking sense and when basically they were she was like oh she was mummified I was like, that's some bullshit. That is some <laughs> bullshit. Because they even talked about how it was summer and it was hot. Yeah, exactly. Bodies, bodies do not mummify like that. Oh it doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, you know, she really had all the makings of a good book. The problem is, though, when you're doing something like that, where you're changing perspectives often, you need to be able to... You need to be able to have like a thorough understanding of each character. Now, I've already told you that I liked Elodie and you you have told me that you liked Elodie as well. We like her. Let's establish that. But the problem is we don't get her that often. 
Mm-hmm. And Little Bird, or whatever her name is, I still can't believe that she mummified. Um, Little Bird, she, we, we get who she is a little bit, but the fact that we're not given a name, we're not given, there's so much context that is not included it's hard for us to want it's hard for us to find a connection to her to want to follow her you know what I mean right and I think we find out that she's also the little girl who came from India do you remember that story did you hear that story no didn't even get there Right, so there's this one one or two chapters on a little six-year-old girl whose family came from in India to England and basically left her at the um, at someone's place. And see, this is the thing I can't even remember because there's another little girl who's not related, and she drowns. Okay, did you, did you hear that? No. Part? So, so the part the part that I'm at is little bird. She and her father, her mother died, and she and her father were going to board a ship to America. And yeah. and so they, while they were looking for, um, while they were looking for like stuff that washed up on the beach that they could sell to buy a ticket, like they could sell to make money to buy a ticket. While they were doing that, she goes, she she goes and passes out for some reason, and when she wakes up. Her he's gone. her, he's gone, and he's gone to America. And they're like, "Oh, he'll come back for you. You should. You already know he's going to come back for you. How would she know, ma'am? How would she know whatever your name is? She was passed out. Right, like she was right. knocked the f out. There was no way she would have known that. And yeah. then, uh, and yeah. that. So I think she's either the little girl who. No, she is the muse uh-huh. and. She's Little Bird. Yes, 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 and I, that's what I assumed. But right. who's who came from India? There's some girl who comes from India. Her parents leave her at a boarding school, which is Birchwood Manor, and she might be the one that drowns. Okay. So there's a girl that drowns. I see. That's the thing. There was like 15 different characters, and, and, and when you don't give so them confusing. names, if you right. don't give all of them names, the thing is, she's here's the thing it would be fine if you start to actually tie up these loose ends it will be fine but the problem is you need to tie them up with a ribbon she knotted them there's a difference like that's the problem is that when you're not like when you don't give definitive answers when you when you have multiple little girls who died in somehow some way and you don't give any of them names or you don't clearly state that they're different characters like the problem is you're you're going to get everyone confused and no one's going to be able to follow and i did read a lot of reviews that said that that was a problem that that everyone had Right. Well, even by the end, when you're kind of like, okay, so this is that person, and that's also that person, and this is how they all connect, I still felt like I was missing people. I still felt like I didn't get the full explanation for all of the characters. And here's the thing. I love books that have multiple perspectives. I love it. We had, a, that's we how, had an episode that was multiple POV. We love it. Right. We love it. And Vanishing Half is similar. It's not as explicitly done, but you do get kind of different different um, points of view. And yeah, Clockmaker's Daughter just didn't do it for me. No, no. I mean, in terms of historical fiction, it is fun because you get – you. I mean – 
you get Hold a lot on. of different parts of history. Exactly, so, you do. You get you get Birchwood Birchwood Manor in all of its forms, you know. Right. Right. But but that aside, I think the problem was really in maybe not even necessarily in the right. Uh, yeah, it would be in the writing style. That's where the problem would be because because I think that I think that she was so ambitious with her writing, but she it just didn't land. Honestly, all those characters could have had their own book. And the problem was they were half-assed characters thrown into the same book. I think the title is misleading. The title should have been called Birchwood Manor because that's what it yeah. centers around. The Clockmaker's yeah, yeah. daughter, like, is she's not even the main character. I considered Elodie more of the main character. And mm-hmm. she was, like, the violinist's daughter or whatever. So, oh, my like, God. Yes. And can I also can I also just complain about something else? Why did they keep calling her mother Lauren Adler? Like, they kept calling her her full name, Lauren Adler, Lauren Adler. I think because she was supposed to be this famous person that, like, everyone knew by, like, that name. But, 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 uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like, you, you give her, you give her her full name, but then some people don't have a name at all. So, exactly. And also, also, like, I mean, here's the thing if you're going to do, if you're going to make a choice like that, there has to be a reason behind it. Take little fires everywhere. We called Elena Mrs. Richardson the entire time. Mrs. Richardson. It made sense because she was searching for respect. She didn't get the respect she wanted from her daughter, but she wanted respect from everyone else. And that's why she got respect from Pearl. This character, her name's Lauren Adler. I understand that she's famous, but I guarantee you not everyone is going to know a famous cellist. Not, you know, like I know who Kenny G is. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you're Kenny G. How did you start? Like, I don't care. Sorry, I don't. Right. But I don't. Right. You know, like, right. congratulations. Super proud of you. Don't care. Um, yeah. And then I think one of the problems was she said, you know, a lot of people would come up to me and ask me, like, about uh, how how it was having this famous cellist as as my mother, and they would they always wanted to know like maybe if they maybe if they pushed and asked questions, some of her talent uh, through the story of this tragedy would rub off on them. And she mm-hmm. said, but Pippa never did that. Pippa only asked like she only asked questions about how she was maternally was she a good mom was she this was she that and i'm like well yeah who cares if your mom Uh-oh. was a famous cellist what did it lose oh it just lagged for a second but i think i just ca- caught up okay it just caught caught up so i think we're good it, it did okay. okay yeah it's like okay. well yeah of course of course they're they're why would you i mean just like like again, just to use Kenny G as an example, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, how was it that you went? How was it having a dad who's now dead that was like a famous saxophone player? Like, what is like? How was that? Like, no, you're not gonna do that. You're not. And it, it so it just it was it was unrealistic to me because I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh my God, like how was it having a famous cellist for a mother." Like, maybe they might ask that, but past that, it'd be like, why would someone come up and be like, hey, have that let full me, conversation? Let me, yeah, let me talk about your dead mom. 
can we talk right. about your dead mom? And doesn't can I tell like it doesn't it really to me it doesn't make sense. I mean, I understand I would understand if it was like a famous actress that was like super popular, like right. super, super popular. I and I kind of understand that. But a cellist is a very specific thing that I feel like it's just a lot less realistic. And 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 she needs to be a cellist because well, yeah, and well, and that just kind of just goes back to the whole the characters weren't developed. They weren't, and that was what made the story fall flat. It the story could have been half the book, and you could have cut out half the characters. And I would have read it. I would have finished you read it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I would. It took me like a month and a half to finish that damn book. And like, you read it books in forever. two days. Yeah, and it, I literally it put me in such a rut. This was last. I think it was last August. Actually, it put me in such a rut. I just. I didn't want to read because of it. And yeah, and it I makes, was done. <laughs> it makes me very sad. And I'll say this because this author, I've heard great things about her. You know, people say wonderful things about her. Um, but then when I read reviews on this book, uh, on this book, people were like, oh, yeah, like it's horrible. Like not, not horrible, but they were like, I was disappointed. And this is why. And see, I'm the kind of person that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it anyways, because I trust my own judgment. Like, I trust your judgment, of course, which made me nervous. But I was like, you know what? I might I might still like it because you and I differ on books all the time. That's true. So, yeah, so I was like, true. I'm going to try it anyways. And then I was disappointed. Well, I think that this probably wasn't the best book of hers to start off with because I have her other book, The Lake House. Oh, yes. I really the movie? Like the Keanu no, I don't movie? Think, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it's the same one. Damn it. Uh, or, it might be. I don't think it is, though. But, um, yeah, I think that that one's supposed to be really good. But I'm too nervous to pick it up at this point because I have kind of PTSD from reading her other book that I don't want to risk putting myself in another rut because yes. of that. So. But you know what? But you know what? I will say everyone, all the reviews that I read on this book, people were like, I was really disappointed because I love her other books. Right. This one. And so they had the same, the same issues that you had, but they loved her other books. So I would, I would definitely, um, you know, I, I would, I would try it if I were you. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Like do it non-committally, like just kind of do it when you're like bored. Right. Or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so overall, I'd say this one was a disappointment for me. I feel very bad saying that because I really, I love books. Um, but, but truly, like it was, it was one of those things where it was like, I, I would, like I said, always found something else to do because I was, it was like I was avoiding the book. I kept, right. you know, and, and, uh, I don't like feeling that way. I'll definitely give Kate Morton's other books a chance. I absolutely will. Um, this particular one, though, uh, you know, maybe I'll ch- maybe I'll finish it at some point. But um, it's maybe it'll be good. Like, maybe you could try it on audio or something. Might I was thinking it. about honestly, yeah, I almost did. But then I was like, yeah. why am I going to spend another twenty dollars to read a book that I already can't finish just by reading right. it? You know, right. That's so That's it was true. it was definitely a thing of like, oh shoot, I'm gonna make a decision, yeah. and um, yeah, I really tried. Yeah. Well, A for effort. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So this week I read The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Um, I have read her other book. Her debut novel was called The Mothers. And I read that when it came out 
uh, I want to say 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed that one. So I'll give you a, a brief synopsis of what is in the, the cover of the book. Twins, inseparable as children, ultimately choose to live in two very different worlds, one black and one white. Stella and, Stella and Desiree will always be identical, but after growing up together in a small southern black community and running away at the age of 16, it's not just the shape of their daily lives that is different as adults. It's everything, including their racial identities. Many years later, one sister lives with her black daughter in the same southern town she once tried to escape. Across the country, the other one secretly passes for white, and her white husband knows nothing of her past. Still, although separated by many miles and just as many lies, the fates of the twins remain intertwined. What will happen when their own daughter's storylines intersect? So I really loved this one because it did this multi-generational thing. Yeah. That, like that clockmaker's one. that clockmaker's <laughs> daughter attempted. It did it right. So it spans <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> right. It it spans from the 1950s to the 1990s. Um so you know, we're in like good historical fiction uh, time period. Um and it starts when the twins are young and they live in this town that is um, very, um, uh, what is it called, colorist, where they're black, but basically they want their children to be lighter than them. And so every... No, the town. (laughs) This is the the town, yeah. The town is very um, colorist and is very... um, Or is that what it's called? Colorist? Is that... Oh, yeah, colorism. Colorism, Colorism, okay. Yeah, yeah, I just said it. I said the wrong uh, ending. Um, So the town is really practicing their colorism. And they basically every generation is supposed to be lighter than the next. So women want lighter men, men want lighter women. And so there's this gradient across the town where the children are lighter. Um, And I guess they are light enough to potentially pass as white. I... So this is kind of where I did get a little confused on the actual like logistics of it because the twins leave their town, basically move to New Orleans and they both work the same job. They're living in the same place, whatever. And then Stella, who is the one who eventually passes as white, goes in to apply for a um, secretary's position and basically they don't realize that she's black. She walks in with all of the other white girls. She's dressed just like them. She flirts with the boss and she gets the job and she ends up marrying the boss. They move to LA and it's this whole thing. They have a daughter who is a white, a white girl, you know? Um, so this is where, like I said, I get a little confused on the actual like logistics of it. And I was trying to think of like lighter skinned black like actresses or famous people like I thought of like Zendaya but like I don't think I would love I would ever like yeah I love her too but and she's lighter skinned but I don't think I would ever think like oh she's white like no so that's why I was I was a a little confused and this may just be my own like I ignorance or that I don't know of these type of situations or are there situations where they have a past of you know their parents are black and they just came out really light and they're able to be be white or whatever you know in quotes uh Uh, Cameron uh Cameron Boyce rest in peace Cameron Boyce really 
I think so. His dad is black. His mom is white. Uh, he's, okay. He was so handsome. I, I Yeah, I would think that he was white. Yeah, see? Like, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, uh, but, I mean, you're right, though. Truly, I don't see that many people that I consider white passing, but maybe that's the point. Is that right. you don't see them, you know? You don't right. know. You don't realize you don't realize it. Yeah. So um so Stella goes and lives her life and Desiree actually um was kind of the more rebellious one growing up. And she was always kind of like goading Stella into doing the crazy things. And um, Desiree uh, marries a man, a very, very, very darker man. And she has a darker child and she ends up coming back home. So when Stella starts working as the secretary and Mm -hmm. marries the boss, basically she disappears without a trace and doesn't tell Desiree where she's going. Okay, thanks a lot. Horrible sister. She basically wants to leave her black life behind and not have any connections or ties. So she tells her husband like, oh, my family all died in the car crash. She doesn't mention that she had a sister, nothing. She's basically like, I'm an orphan because she doesn't want any ties back to her past. And, and, and how did she explain this to her sister? Well, no, she doesn't. She just, just disappears. Falls oh, wow. Yeah, falls off the face of the earth, leaves. Desiree, you know, like I said, marries a darker man, has a darker child, and he beats her. And so she leaves She leaves him in the middle of the night. Well, and here's the thing. This whole part of the story is basically like in just a couple pages that you learn all these details. It's kind of the oh, okay. backstory and the buildup to the main part of the story. Um, so she, So Desiree, in the middle of the night, leaves her husband and moves back to the town that she grew up in, bringing her really dark child, which everyone is just shocked and, you know, it's it's not a thing. And she ends up start starting to work at the diner, the one diner in town, um, and she sets up her life there. So basically on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And I really liked the way that this book was written because it's not like this chapter's on this person, this chapter's on this person. It literally changes perspective in different paragraphs and it doesn't shift in terms of like, or like who's speaking, but like suddenly it's, you can tell that you're from a different person's perspective in the next paragraph. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's very, very clear. I was never confused. I was actually really happy with the way that it was written. Um, So Stella and Desiree both have children. One is very, very black and one is like very, very white living in two different worlds. One is in LA and one is in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually Desiree's daughter moves to LA and goes to um, UCLA. She got a scholarship, I think a track scholarship and she meets a boy, a man and they start dating. And I really like this because she did it so well where it didn't feel forced. Good. Uh, De- sorry, Desiree's daughter's boyfriend is trans. He's a trans man. And it was it was clear, but it was never like, oh, look at what I did. I put a trans person in my book. It was never like that. Good. It was, yeah. It was very <laughs> well done. It was never like alert, 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 alert. You know, like it was very, it was just, it was just part of the story. And I really appreciated that. So the, so the, that's those two characters. They're in college, they're living their life. And her boyfriend is trying to save up for his um, surgeries that he, he needs, but basically like they're very poor. They're barely scraping by X, Y, Z. 
On the opposite end of the spectrum, we learn about Stella's life, and her daughter is the same age as Desiree's daughter. And they actually end up, um, I think they're in, they're either in school together or they they meet each other at some sort of event. And um, Desiree's daughter sees Stella and is like, oh my God, that's my mom, because they're identical twins. And wait, basically, wait, hold on, say it one more time. Qu- yeah, say it one more time. Desiree's daughter is at an event and, and she, she sees. Stella, who she's never met before, because uh-huh. they're all estranged, right? But but Desiree's daughter is in LA, so they're in the same realm now. Yeah, Desiree yeah. isn't. And she sees her, and she's like, oh my god, that's my mom. Uh, but then, because they're twins. Yes, but, but one of them is darker than the other, right? No, 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 no. They're the same. They're they look both, the same. They look, they're identical. They're both okay, I'm so sorry like- for some reason. So, okay, here's – I just was confused because – so Stella wanted to be white passing, and she was. But Desiree never, never went to – she never wanted to be white passing. She wanted to – She never tried. She never, she never tried. tried. And she right. and she probably – which means she probably didn't want to, you know? She, you know, and so, and so she – Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Right. So they're identical twins. It, basically, I think the point is just is the, the the fact that they're identical is to show like they could they could live completely different lives despite their racial background. Mm-hmm, they could mm-hmm. choose to have different racial identities. And so sense. that was what was really interesting and really thought provoking throughout the whole story. So um, Desiree's daughter sees Stella and she starts like, oh my God, like what's the situation? Kind of cozies up to, to Stella's daughter and they kind of become friends. And then she kind of drops the bomb like your mom has been lying to you your whole life. You are half black. And she's like, no, I'm not. Like I'm white. You know, and this whole thing. And it skips ahead like maybe 10 or 15 years and um, they're in they're in New York now um, getting the surgery for the boyfriend <laughs> and they meet up with Stella's daughter again and basically like she gives them a picture or sorry Desiree's daughter gives her a picture of their moms together as identical twins when they were younger yeah and was like look like this is your family I'm your cousin like this is this is family and basically Stella wants nothing to do with it she ignores everything that her daughter says and like she like her daughter comes up to her and is like what's the situation like this is what someone's saying about you and she's like it's not true it's not true she's crazy and basically throughout the book she still denies she denies it the whole time um so i know i i it seems like i gave everything away the story is so beautiful and there's so much more to it like there's a part where stella when her daughter is young a black family moves in next door and basically she's like i don't want them in my neighborhood like this whole thing and yeah sorry well it's crazy because you know this is like the the 60s the 50s or the 60s and 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 she's supposed to play off as being white and everyone else is, is in the neighborhood and so it kind of it, it's really interesting. It's kind of also that follower mentality, right? Yeah. Like you follow what other people are doing. And because she's passing as white, she also needs, she feels the need to do that too. But then she has some guilt feelings and she starts inviting the, the uh, wife over secretly. Mm-hmm. But then 
like her daughter had heard the n-word and called the other daughter that and Stella basically didn't say that it was a bad thing and so it's basically this whole it's all these little stories of how they live their lives yeah so differently and it is just so interesting the way that Britt Bennett weaves it all together yeah it's very beautifully done. I couldn't put the book down because I just wanted to know what happened to the characters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I highly recommend The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, especially now. Like, it was one of those stories where I was kind of, I needed to get away from the nonfiction, like how to be an mm-hmm. anti racist. And like, I wanted to read not a fun story, but like, I wanted to read something by a black author that was yeah. fictional. Um, yeah. And I think that this one kind of hit the nail on the head for multiple different things that we've been talking about yeah and or the world has been talking about I mean and it it hit the spot in that way I love that I love that I love that I love that well guys tell us what you think did you read the vanishing half did you read the clockmaker's daughter did you you think the clockmaker's daughter that's the question (laughs) Did you finish it? Yes. And guys, please don't judge me for not finishing this book. I usually am pretty good about finishing books. Yeah. But I don't I don't time. judge you. I totally understand because Thank I almost you. didn't finish it last year either. So I'm so grateful that you just said that. I really yeah. do want to finish it one of these days, but it was just one of those things where I'm like, dude, like it's I'm not trying. Worth it. I'm trying yeah. and I can't. Um, yeah. so yeah, please guys uh remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Remember, next week we are going to be talking about our favorite historical TV shows and movies. We're probably going to just focus on Downton Abbey because we love Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Um, so tune in next week for that and look out for the schedule. Uh, the week after that, we're talking about where the crawdads sing. And the last Monday of August, we're talking about the light between oceans. So, so join exciting. us as we read our way through the end of 2020 and hopefully. Nothing else crazy happens. And please join us to clear it out. We want to clear out our TBRs, clear out our Tubi Reds. Hashtag clear your TBR, guys. Let us know what's in your piles. We will see you next week. Bye. Drunk junk junk drawer.